You are listening to Feeding the Mouth That Bites You with Ashley Parrish and Jessica Pfeiffer. A weekly podcast guide on parenting teens and launching them into the world. As always, we are joined by psychologist and author, Dr. Ken Wilgus. Hey everyone, and welcome back. On today's episode, we'll be discussing adult children living at home. Sounds good. I think this is a big topic, especially this time of year, because we've sent uh, it's September when we're recording this and we've sent some kids off to college, but there are some that did not leave um, the house for one reason or a, another. Right. And right. so I know parents are asking this, like, when do mm-hmm. I say something to my kid? What do I do? How is this a failure to launch? I want to make sure that my kid is moving along in their life. So Dr. Ken, we have a lot of questions for you today. I was going to say that was five yes. questions right there. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get started. <laughs> you know, one of the things that's changed is that the path of um, your best bet is if you can raise your child, they go to high through high school, then they leave for college. Uh, that path has always been a middle class path, uh, at, you know, at best, and now not always the best path for kids. You know, college mm-hmm. isn't the golden road to the supposed success that we used to think it was. So there's lots of other uh, paths that don't always lead to leaving home right after the summer after your high your senior year. And if we're being very specific and we put a timestamp on this, the way our economy is right now, things are so expensive. Gas prices are expensive, right. uh, living, just living expenses. That's and so right. maybe some of these adult kids that we have have stayed home and they're still going to college, but they're going to a JUCO close by That's right. Um, just for financial purposes. But you have this adult child living in your home now and- Things are different and awkward and hard. And, you know, where do we create these new lines and boundaries and how do we live with this adult child living in our house? So Mm -hmm. I think that's probably my first uh, feedback would be um, it really depends a great deal on the circumstances of how and why this adult kid is living at home instead of living somewhere else. Um, You know, if, if, as we mentioned, if you have a kid who for different reasons has determined that. Uh, staying in the same town with, where my parents live and going to junior college, uh, community college uh, is the best route, then that's fine and, and can be a perfectly agreed upon route. But even that is subtly different, for example, from that kid that um, is at community college because they really kind of didn't prepare for anything all their other friends were talking about what they were going to do after senior year and you might have this either very withdrawn kid or whatever that never really did anything so this is like your default like i guess you're just going to stay here and go to the local college well even that's not as that's not as good as here's the plan you know you'll do two years here like in our state um we have a there's actually a program that if you go to these certain community colleges for two years then the state will pay for two years at one of the state colleges, um, you know, so that's a planned out program. But a lot of kids are going to community college as a default because they kind of just never got that interested in what they're going to do. And so this is the the sort of place you land, and that's not as good at all. So mm-hmm. you know, it really it really depends a great deal on why is this kid still at home? Uh, is this part of their plan, or is this us still kind of managing and you know this is still your landing pad since you've got nothing else going and that that makes a huge difference in the circumstances Mm -hmm. so what does a freedoms list look like for these adult children ah 
Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I think that after high school, you don't really have a freedoms list. Like you've completed all the freedoms. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I don't think there is a need for freedoms list uh, at that point. Uh, you could, you could, ser- I never did it, but you could ceremonially tear it up or whatever. Burn it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because it technically, you know, it's not even that we've moved our troops out. It is now um, more of a uh, um, using that international politics analogy that I always bludgeon to death. It's, it's like our uh, relationship to you now as your own country. And more specifically, and this is very important, is uh, kids, parents are always saying this, like, well, we just think he should stay home for another year. Who's home? Oh, you mean your home. Okay, that's not your kid's home. That's your home. And I think it's perfectly nice of you to allow that adult child to live in your home, but you would always have, and this is to your question, Ashley, not a freedoms list, but a basic requirement list which virtually always should be uh, you're either in school full time or you're working full time or some combination of the two. But mm-hmm. no adult lives in this home not doing one uh, some combination of those two things. You're, you're not here as a sort of dropout from the basic retirement requirements of an adult. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of dads and now I'm just assuming. <laughs> <laughs> Their thoughts would be, well, this is my house. You're going to follow my rules. That's still. right. That's right. And, and of course, that's great. Dads <laughs> have that thing about them. Um, but it is true that, that there's, there's a sense of entitlement that many men particularly, and I've had many moms the same way, but men in particular, they're sort of made sick by. Like, I don't want to see my adult kid, you know, mm-hmm. not contributing basically to life. And so it'll come out what may sound to a mom like selfish, like, what do you mean in our house? He's our child. We should, you know, whatever. But the point is not um, that I'm not going (laughs) to let you, I'm not going to pay for you. That's just a mean way of saying, as we've talked, you know, before, when we talked about fathering styles, it's, it's a way of basically saying, uh, I'm not going to allow the disrespect of letting you live here as if you're disabled in some way. You are not. And you and you need to be doing all you can do. Mm-hmm. So those circumstances, uh, I would just argue, yeah, it's disrespectful for a kid to be three, four months in and, you know, still living at home. And no, she didn't ever really get over and sign up for those community college classes and uh, she's still doing the part-time babysitting thing. And, but she's looking, that's, that is a disabled adult that you're acting like. And, and that's not respectful. You need to get yourself together or you need to find your friends and go, go to the place that you uh, need to live because you're not living here. Mm-hmm. Does that sound mean? Does that sound like an ugly dad? It sounds hard sometimes. I think parents <laughs> want, want to have... Uh, to help their kids. And I think sometimes we overhelp our kids. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. It's so mm-hmm. difficult now um, to, you know, to realize that, you know, your adult child's life is not about you. Mm-hmm. And that whole sense of, well, how do we, how do we help him to, you don't, that's the whole mm-hmm. point is not your life. It's mm-hmm. this kid's life. And why are you still inserting yourself? And the most common assumption is if one of my kids has a major difficulty, then it's our it's something that we as parents need to do something about. 
that's the whole feeding them out that bites you point. Uh, that is a good way to think about it up until after high school is the end point. We're already, you know, you've already spent five years letting go. You should mm -hmm. have. And so mm -hmm. it, it's, you know, the that adult that's really stunned by this, like, I can't believe that you would make me leave, is the one that you didn't do the stuff years before that of, mm -hmm. of announcing. And again, this uh, comes up all the time, not announcing, we think you're doing well, so we'll let you do stuff without us monitoring. No, it's announcing that even if you're doing this thing like we don't like it, that's now up to you. This is now up to you. This is now up to you. And now it's your life. Mm -hmm. But very commonly, the other issue is that, you know, you'll have a, an adult that doesn't like you as parents. They're annoyed mm -hmm. by you, you know, like, you know, yes, I know you've told me again to clean my stuff up out of the sink and whatever. And that's pretty reasonable to talk to that adult like, you know what? I don't think you're liking us anymore and we're liking you. This isn't working. And, and you know, too much of the time it feels like so do we have to have some confrontation where we, quote, kick them out? Absolutely not. What about an adult to adult conversation that, hey, you know, the little things we keep annoying you with, like clean up your dishes and all those things you're too grown up to be told. Maybe you should talk to a couple of friends. We think you should find another place to live. You can still go to the local college, but this isn't good. This isn't working you don't like us and we don't like how you're handling stuff. Uh, you know, it's a way of self, uh, of kind of saving the relationship uh, mm -hmm, rather yeah. than, uh, again, that childish thing of we're going to kick you out, kick you out of whose home. You mean your home? They're an invited guest, should have been invited guest the day after they finished high school. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I keep thinking about our real life scenarios. When you have an adult kid living in your home they're responsible. I mean, they're going to school, they're working. Um, but what about like coming in late at night? Like, should you have this conversation with them? Like, Hey, Rumi. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't mind you know? that. Yeah. As long as they're an adult, but yeah. And that conversation is not about, um, what are you doing so late right. at night? Now you can certainly talk about that as advice, like, but that conversation is about, you know, we've talked about this and you came in the front door again and that little ding thing wakes us up. Mm -hmm. Or I told you that your dad just has got to have that alarm on. So, and then you make compromises. Like, look, if you're going to be out after 11, then just find another place to spend the night. Just, and we wouldn't, would love it if you'd text us. Again, you don't have to, but we would appreciate if you did. Uh, or, you know, if you're going to come in, come in that back door. Um, but something that that is about not interfering with us. Most any adult kid recognizes that importance of having respect for the people around them, um, as long as you keep it in that context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that would be more of a dad thing and the mom thing would be mealtime. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 That's a Are you going to be point. home for dinner? Yeah. Are you going to come with us when we all go to grandma's house? Are yeah. you going to do this thing with our family and continuing to include that kid as if they have to come with you or do those things that you're doing as a family, especially uh, if you have younger kids, you know, and mm -hmm. it's like we're all still the same. I have learned this from my wife, who is a really good. She just hospitality is her thing. She cooks incredibly well. And and what I've noticed is that if we have anyone in the house, a friend, uh, our kid, whatever, 
it's just on her radar. You know, a mother usually cannot ignore. It was easy for me to go, look, just make food for us. And, you know, if she's home, she's home. She's not. That's much harder for her because it Mm -hmm. feels like I have to ignore this blip that's on my radar screen in my household, you know? And so uh, it's, even though it's harder, I think it is uh, important to do both. One might be to say, look, uh, many adult kids are, you know, they just like, I've told you, just don't worry about me, just do whatever. And I think you should try to do that. But I think it's, it's a good chance to explain kindness to, to our kids by saying, you know, I'll try to do that. But as a mother, it's hard for me. Uh, I I just, when you live here, I, I notice where are you? What have you eaten? What have you not? That's just a hard thing for me. And at least to teach our kids that. I think our girls might get it, but even young adult girls, I don't know that they see it, but boy, young adult men, they don't know what you're talking about. You know, because mm-hmm. men room, ever seen men live together? Ooh. It's just, you know, I think there's still some cereal up in the pantry. There you go, dude. That's, that's your, you're good. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what about the kid who is less responsible and just doesn't contribute in any way? And we need to have that conversation. Let's, we, we talked about it briefly, but let's talk about it again, because I think maybe there needs to be um, like a timeline or, you know, do we give them this many weeks or do we, right. you know, how do we handle all of that? Well, first of all, you make sure that in most of those cases, that kid is entitled in some way, like mm-hmm. actually hasn't experienced living with another adult that is not a parent. And they, you know, it's so common to have even adults, you know, I don't know if you felt this, but when I would uh, go home and stay with my parents, I was sometimes surprised myself with what I just took for granted because, you know, their parents, they'll take care yeah. of stuff. So you want to make sure that you're not doing stuff that they can take you for granted. Um, sometimes I've had uh, to make things clearer. I've had parents go to go to Target and get a set of dishes that are a different color from yours. And you, that adult is only allowed to use those dishes. Again, ask <laughs> to only use that uh, because, uh, you know, we don't want to get things mixed up. But the one thing, one thing you don't want to do is to drift anywhere back into, well, so should we limit the use of our car or whatever if you're not doing your part? Nope, you're done with that. All done. These are adults. That's not how you do it. And so to your point, Jessica, yeah, you have... Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe two conversations about it, but those conversations immediately go to, I don't think this is going to work. Uh, for some reason, you you seem to think that it's fine to leave things out for two or three days. We've already told you we don't live like that. And so in all kindness, you know, what about so-and-so? Isn't that your friend? What What's she doing? She, you know, most of the time they're living at home as well. Why don't y'all get yourself a place? Because, uh, in another couple of weeks, you're not going to be welcome here. I'm not kidding. I'm so sorry, but you cannot be here. Mm-hmm. Man, Again, that's tough. sounds mean, mm-hmm. but the argue, I would only argue that how else do you speak in a respectful manner to mm-hmm. an adult that, you know, that doesn't seem to care? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of other things that parents pay for when their kids, let's say, are in college or working a job. I mean, let's say you've got a 20 year old, they're working a, a job part-time, maybe full-time. Um, it doesn't seem to be, you know, um, maybe all of their time you wish that they might be pursuing more, but you know, they're, they're struggling with, uh, little things about taking care of the car or whatever else that you've, 
that you've bought for them? Do you say, Hey, I'm not paying for insurance anymore. I mean, things that you're going to take away if things aren't, well, that should be a time. Yeah, you- that's a good point. You're a benevolent bank. So, yeah. um, so that's a time limited thing. So mm-hmm. that the car, the transportation you may be providing, I don't care if this kid is a great kid, uh, seems to be so nice, but uh, works part-time, goes to some classes part-time. There still should be a time limit on um, uh, when we will stop providing transportation. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's something that does bother me is that too often, um, you know, I've told you this before, that I was that dad that told my kids, you just, you major in whatever you think you feel called to and you know somehow you'll make a living at it well that didn't work out as easily as i thought um i I think it's really important to start talking to high school graduates about what is your path to um developing a set of skills that you will be paid by us as a community enough to make a living that you Mm -hmm. can have your own place your own transportation. It is strange to me how often uh, 25 and older adults are still, quote, kind of working to get themselves together while their parents are covering, you know, they're still paying a tiny portion of their overall life. Uh, You know, I Mm -hmm. pay for extra if I go out to eat, but I come home, my parents feed, you know, eat at my parents' house. They provide transportation, insurance, all that stuff. I think you should really be talking about that pretty quick uh, and, and that car conversation instead of um, anything that sounds like we're going back to consequences. It's more, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, uh, no matter how this goes, I already told you, you only have 18 months and you have to find your own transportation. Mm-hmm. That's just, again, about um, reinforcing that message that we've said over and over again is not made clear in this culture that you are an adult. And now we're talking about that latter stage, which is instead of the awkward treating you like an adult while you're still a high school kid in our home, like increasingly more like an adult, this time you are not kidding. We are done. We're not going back to consequences. Your needs are not our problem. Uh, We want to be a helpful resource to consult with as a bank, we might be willing to fund certain things, but you have to prove to us this is a worthy investment. And that's it. Because I'm mm-hmm. telling you, those kids, you know, I've, I've had kids who had very difficult backgrounds. Parents did not provide much support. And it was stunning how much more mature those kids were. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned I had a, a couple that came to see me for uh, dating couples counseling, which I don't do. If you're not even engaged, then we're not doing counseling, but I forget why I did this. And that boy <laughs> came, he, they're both like 20, I think 1920. And he came and his parents were, you know, pretty wealthy and, um, he nice kid, whatever, um, never thought once about paying for it. I just said, so you want me to bill your parents? And he was like, uh, I guess, I don't know. And then a couple of days later, this girl comes in who had, uh, her parents had, I forget, but she had been kind of living with other family members much of her life and started right out. This is not a 19 year old girl, almost the same stage as the boy. She sat down and went, okay, let me just ask how much is this? And do I need to pay you now or whatever? Mm -hmm. She was in a way more mature stage of life than he was. Mm -hmm. 
because of the in, ironically hardship that had kept her parents from overstepping, which is now the norm. And I would argue she was in you know, pretty good shape maturity wise. Dr. Ken, I have a question for our listeners. I know there are some listeners out there listening to this episode and they're thinking, well, Dr. Ken, I'm on board with all of this. I totally get it. This is how I've been treating my adult child, but my spouse is still treating our adult child like they're a child. Yeah. Yeah. How do I handle that with my spouse? Yeah. That's a marriage issue. So I mm-hmm. think we've talked about that. So you, you don't talk to your spouse like your co-parents that happen to be working the same shift. You are married. So a, a, uh, a dad who feels like his wife still rescues, we've already talked about this, and yet she still keeps, that guy needs to take his wife out to dinner, reassure about how much he loves her, how she is his, that this is uh, important because of us, first and foremost. And then secondly, he needs to talk to her about why is this so scary for her. And as I've mentioned, many husbands have to have tattooed on the palms of their hands, the words, oh, I know, right? Like you have a whole (laughs) conversation with her filled with girlfriend talk of, oh, I know, isn't that, that just, I feel the same way. You want to make sure she knows (laughs) that she is with a husband who gets her. Mm -hmm. And then he says, but I got to tell you, we need to step de- uh, step back. We've talked about this. I want to try to help do that. It's much easier for her to hear that uh, than mm-hmm. for her, you know the guy to go, yeah, okay, understand, whatever, love you too. But and then go straight to this thing. And even worse, we've talked about the dad that steps back. Look, if she's going to still be doing that, then I'm just going to go to work then. And that uh, that that is leaving abandoning your adult children mm-hmm. to something not good for them now the reverse happens occasionally when the mom does it uh in in the father won't again that's still a marriage issue uh and it's better for her to talk to him about uh, basically how can i support you in this thing um if if they really don't agree that it's good for their kids then it's good to talk to a counselor um but but only to the degree of getting at least some agreement um, don't we need to be backing off? So you handle that as a marriage issue. Okay. So what if you're not married <laughs> to the father or mother of your adult child and they're constantly caving or buying or letting them live with them? What do you do about that situation? Yeah. So if it's an ex, for example, we talked about how you really have to take into account, you want to be the best father you are can be regardless of your ex and their mother and the other way around you want to be the best uh, mother regardless of your ex their father um and and you you don't want to try to overstep so that i'm doing the hard part of drawing the lines even though this ex of mine isn't um uh, you know that that's that actually ru- hurts your relationship with your kid so you you um uh, you do your part, but you really want to explain to them why you're, you know, for example, not supporting this. And to be honest, buddy, I, I wish your mother didn't either, but she does. And, you know, uh, I've had that many times where a dad has had a talk with his son about, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I wish you had more self-respect than to let your mom rescue you like this over and over again. That's a hard conversation, mm-hmm. but it's it's not the same as, well, since she's doing it, I guess I better start pouring on the cash too, because that uh, you don't have to do that. But you have to be realistic that 
no matter how good you are, you're still only going to play the role of one of the parents. I mean that in a, in a situation where you're a single mom and there's no father that's ever been in the picture. By the time you have an adolescent young adult, you'll know what I mean, that they're still reacting to that sort of place in their heart for a father. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and, and by the way, if you're talking about living with a, uh, a live-in that, or a spouse that's not this kid's parent, then that's definitely a whole different issue. Like that, that person shouldn't be playing the role of a parent overdoing, you know, overstepping the natural parents role at all. Um, that that's something you have to deal with in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, there are, I'm sure plenty of other questions we didn't get answered because I can think of others, but there there's, we covered a lot of ground and I know that parents are dealing with this right now. It seems very timely because school has started back and kids are um, looking to launch or maybe not launching. And I know parents are asking the question of how long is too long and what are the new boundaries here for our family. So thank you, Dr. Ken. And thank you, Ashley, for this discussion today. Thanks for joining us today. Hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. Also, leave us a review. This is how other listeners find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Feeding the Mouth. We appreciate you and would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or ideas about what we've discussed today, please email us at podcast at feedingthemouth.com.